are you? Are you a customer? I never know. Sometimes people come in here. Oh, pardon me. Uh, I, I had my uh, handkerchief over my mouth. Let me start again. Hi. Are you a customer? Sometimes uh, I get uh, government workers coming in here demanding a license for my, uh, for my operation. And uh, I don't know what to tell them. Well, you know, I, I do know what to tell them. I say, I don't know if I have the right documentation to be running this business. Is it a bar? I mean, am I really selling a large enough volume of alcoholic beverages to be considered a bar? Do you really only need a modicum of alcohol to be exchanged for money to be considered a bar or pub or whatever whatever the umbrella term is for that sort of business? And they never they never have a satisfactory answer for me and and then I suspect them of not truly being a government person because well they demand payment in the form of gift cards and then uh and then I say, ah, ah, this is official. Ah, this makes sense. Anyway, you appear to be here for uh, for a drink, so I'll let me be the first one to welcome you. Well, first one within the past hour to welcome you to Jefferson Avenue Avenue Jefferson Avenue Way Station. It's a pub we have here, and we serve all stouts. That's what I said to the, my first customer ever, ever in th- their life and ever in my life. I said, this is a pub we have here and we serve all stouts, which is true because we only serve, well, one type of beer. That's all, that's all I have. And that, and I don't, I don't plan on expanding my menu at all. People have said, do you ever think about serving wine or brandy or um or maybe a absinthe filtered through a sugar cube in a perforated spoon and i say well no that's all a little too niche for me no i i, I want to keep to mac adams beer mac adams beer which i think though i very much dislike the taste of it is the most tasty beverage in the world Better than orange juice, better than black coffee, better than uh, coffee-flavored tequila liqueur, which apparently is sold sometimes, and I haven't heard much beyond the fact that it's uh, wretched. But I'm wretched too, and uh, until you get a beverage in you, uh, you'll probably feel wretched, so um, you see, I, I broke off the toggle of my uh of the spout here a while ago and I've never really properly fixed it because well even though I have a lot of time on my hands I I don't really know how to fix it um properly and I, I I'm always nervous inviting people in here to fix things for me because I don't know if they're going to change something in some sort of insidious way and really it's been working very well just to stick a butter knife in there and uh, move the cam, which, you know, dislodges the liquid from the rubber hose. So, uh, en moment, s'il vous plaît, let me just get that knife 
I'll be right back. I just have to go back into this back room uh, underneath this counter. Uh, get knife, which I always keep over here. I mean, it's going to take a while, but so uh, well, I'm back. Here we are. All right. Oh, there's some, there's some gas stuck in there. There we are. That's odd. I hope there, I hope there's not any um, undue effervescence that's uh, not involved in the fermentation of this beer. I hope everything's above board. I'm just kidding you. Everything is above board. That is still Mac Adams beer, and that is yours for ten dollars. Just keep that in mind. This is ten dollars per ten for ten ounces, not per ten ounces. Or yeah, per ten ounces. Yeah. Now, before you drink it, before you 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 just plunge your lips into that liquid and suck it out like you have a a little proboscis, like you have a like a stout little proboscis there. Before you do that, stick your nose in it too, and also put a pinky into it. Feel it. Experience it with your tactile sensations before you do it with your. I still haven't found out the uh, the term for this yet. Gustatory. I I tend to go towards that, but I don't really know if that's a word. But yeah, experience it in other ways first. You've seen it. You can hear it slightly. You can hear the effervescence, even though there really isn't all that much effervescence. If you put your if you Seal your ear flaps to the glass. You'll hear a very slight effervescence, like the background radiation of the universe, like the uh, like the leftover radiation of the Big Bang. Is that is a slight effervescence in that bottle? That is the the initial fermentation, which had lasted a long time and and relied on what you would call, well, malted uh, oats. Pre-sprouted oats. Oats that uh, you you think of an oat and you think of a flat disc. That's Those are milled oats. Those are crushed oats. Oats really don't look very much different than any other type of grain. They're, you know, somewhat lozenge-shaped. They're... Uh, I, I'd say very adorable little things. They look like they're going to hatch uh, tiny insects and swarm all over you and form a protective shield against all of life's vicissitudes. And in a sense, that's what they're doing right now. They have hatched. They've, uh, they've been malted, producing a fine, fine, fine sugar that ferments very readily. As Wolf Larsen would say, the great ferment. Uh, I guess there's nothing much beyond that. His uh, sentiment on that fact was really describing how life was not really worth any sentiment. It's not worth any regard. It's not special at all. And that there's no nothing intrinsically beautiful about it. Which... Even I think even if life can be described in such dry terms, it's still beautiful. Even if there is no God and there are no immortal souls and everything is impermanent and uh, unconnected and un, unaffected, 
I think that it's still it's still lovely. It's still meaningful. I think that even though we don't have immortal souls, we still do have what you could call a soul. I don't think it deviates at all from the definition. I I mean, I cannot describe my existence at all. I mean, physically, I, I can. I'm a sort of a stout, middle-aged man, but I can't describe what I feel is my existence. Is it a momentary, uh, is it like animation? Does it, does it flash on Morse code style, just beep, 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 but like very fast? And and my consciousness is just a, a blurring of these points. Or is it continuous? Is it a solid, is it a solid conduit of feeling? Is my consciousness a strand of spaghetti laid atop the landscape of this continuum? I, you know, you could probably ask a lot of people that question. And there's probably somebody out there who could give you a satisfactory answer. Not a, not a, not a true answer. Not the truth. No one has the truth to that one. That's not true. I, I shouldn't just make these grand pronouncements. I don't know what the truth is. How do I know that somebody doesn't know everything? And who would you suppose is the person that knows everything? I stumped you there, didn't I? This is I'm going to rename this bar Stumpers, and it's just going to be all trivia. While you're sipping on your Mac Adams beer, I'm going to try to stump you with what starts out to be incredibly easy trivia. How how wide is your hand from from thumb to pinky? And, oh, well, I mean, that would be kind of a stumper because you could hold your thumb and pinky to whatever distance you desire and say, hey, look, it's an inch. Or, hey, zero inches because they're touching. And I'd say, ah, oh, you got me. But then someone, most people would be looking at the span of their hand uh, the way that, you know, Goliath was measured uh, in addition to the cubits. And they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know what to say. They'd say, "I I can't really say for sure, six point seven inches." And then I'd hold the ruler up and say, "Not even close." You think your hand's a lot larger than it is? You have an inflated opinion of yourself, and that has uh, led you to the wrong thing. You shouldn't uh, see yourself so poorly. You shouldn't get down on yourself so much, but also you shouldn't brag. You should see yourself for exactly who you are. And that's a disgusting pile of filth. Well, not a pile. (laughs) A human being that resembles a pile is probably dead. If you don't have anything holding you together. I mean, some, some, some living people do resemble piles because they're uh, a little bit bottom heavy, but most human beings are more like bags, more like, more like a duffel bag sitting upright, uh, leaning against a wall. Most people, most human beings resemble potatoes, and in that is in, in the sense that though they look lumpy and misshapen and soft, they're pretty sturdy. A potato, for the most part, will stay sturdy for 
an unknown amount of time. You never know when a potato will suddenly switch polarity and then turn into a bag of liquid. That happened to me one time. I had a I had a, a cabinet in which I would keep things such as potatoes and onions. Things that you would guess would stay good indefinitely. But one time one day I uh, I came home from a long journey uh around the around the earth and I noticed uh, a black ichor Literally, like it's something out of a, some sort of eldritch horror from the 1800s uh, dripping out of that cabinet. And I assume the worst. I assume that the, you know, the bridge to the labyrinth had been formed inside that cabinet. And then if I reached into there, there would be a Leviathan pulling me in, availing upon my desires. I mean, it wasn't quite that bad. It was just that the potato had completely dissolved on the inside, due to some some microbe. I don't I don't know what would do that. What kind of microbe would totally liquefy a potato from within? Could it do that to a human being? Could you be exposed to this microbe and then it would totally haul you out? Uh, I had a teacher one time who made a very bad film about that. It was a a, um, a type of wine that if people drank it, they would liquefy from the inside out. And one guy was sitting on a toilet, and he just flew, flew uh, flowed seamlessly into the toilet and became very easily disposable, which was tragic for that gentleman because he had still yet some time in his life to live. But if you were to die, wouldn't that be a a suitable way to dispose of a human being or any any living thing, for that matter? We all talk about how it would be expedient to mulch somebody like a like an old log that's refusing to break down. But um, I think that we ought to be liquefied, or better yet, we should just jump into a volcano. No, no, this that really wouldn't contribute anything at all. That'd be the proverbial drop in the bucket. What would really contribute it is, oof, I don't know. Is there a way to turn us into energy? There probably isn't a whole lot of potential chemical energy within a human being. I mean, the Wachowskis would would argue that point, but. I think they were wrong about that. I think they were famously wrong about that point. You can't add much to a system. No, I, I got that completely wrong. You can't take out uh, uh, much out of a system that you haven't put in already. There's no way I'm going to put that point succinctly and properly and intelligently, so you might as well give up, my friend. Are you thirsty? Did that Mac Adams beer... Uh, satisfy a practical thirst in you? Or did it satisfy something deeper? Were you tired of thinking clearly and thinking cogently and uh, feeling perfectly normal and healthy? And that Mac Adams beard changed that for you. It didn't. Well, perhaps you'd like another one? No? Okay, all right. I'll get you another one. You're going to owe me $20 after this. Uh, not It's not $20 each. 
ten dollars each, adding up to twenty. You understand? That's good. There you are. I feel I took your glass and filled it up because, um, not only is it it would be, uh, it would be just sort of senseless to use two glasses for the same person, but also. When you've drunk out of a glass, a type of liquor, you begin to feel an affinity for that vessel. The way that a musician might feel an affinity towards their instrument. When I'm drinking a tall glass of beer in an overcrowded bar where I can't even hear myself think, I begin to love that glass very much. Not the beer within That's the sort of thing an alcoholic would think, but the vessel, the glass, the hardness of it. And sometimes, like like an attachment to a lover, I'll feel a sort of disaffection towards it if I'm not in my right mind. And and my fingers will become weak and I'll slip out of my fingers. Yeah, slip out of my fingers. Slip out of my hand onto the floor. And that happened once, and fortunately... It didn't shatter on the ground because it hit a woman's uh, toes and bounced off them. And surprisingly, it didn't break any of them. And also, thankfully, there was an empty glass. I suppose that my affection for that glass really did rely a whole lot on the liquid inside. Well, we are not so much, we're not worth so much without our contents, are we? think about it i mean you can think about it but you're not it's not going to occupy your time very long uh you're going to have to find something else to do don't quit your day job just thinking about uh the contents of a beer glass uh that was in the uh i i wish i remembered the name of benjamin franklin's famous almanac but nobody remembers that name People quote from it all the time, but they'll usually just take quotes from other authors and uh, other musicians, and they'll just put it right into that fictional book. That's not a fictional book. It's a real book. Uh, If only I actually read that book, too. I shouldn't be quoting things that I haven't even read. I've never read the Bible, but occasionally... I'll uh, describe uh, passages from the Psalms if I'm trying to make a good point about cruelty and misunderstanding. But usually I have to uh, go to that website, which will tell you uh, what the text is of a certain uh, series of numbers and the the accompanying name. What What is that passage? Oh, it's about killing whoever thinks differently than from you which is pretty often more often it's about killing the uh, your neighboring kingdom and uh and usually that kingdom the name of those people are their ancestor which is odd i don't think uh i don't think amerigo vespucci was the the originator of my people i call myself an american but I I do not think I could chart my I don't think I could trace my lineage back to him it's possible. Uh 
but it's not likely. And, and most people who call themselves Americans, they, they cannot say that. So why do we call that? I don't know what the name is of my primary progenitor. He probably didn't have a name. She probably didn't have a name. It probably did not have a name or a sex. It was. It probably had reproduced asexually, or had split uh, autonomously in a series of bubbles during the abiogenesis. I personally, I I I don't disparage the idea of panspermia, but I also don't give it much stock. I'm sorry. I know people love it, but I don't. I I often if a. Uh, Science fiction leads to the uh, conclusion of panspermia. I, my eyes roll over and I'll say loudly in the theater, I'll say, oh, come on. Oh, this again. Why can't we just have real aliens? Real aliens which originated on their planet. Why do we need to have the idea of a common ancestry to be brothers with each other? Why is it not enough that we are all organisms and we can love each other and understand each other without the idea of being family. We don't need to be family to love each other. Yes, you came from another planet and you, you are totally alien to me. Almost nothing in common, except you have a soul. You have a demonstrated your soul. You might be, you might not even be a living thing. You might be a sentient machine. But you are still worth my regard. I'm not talking to you right now. I, I mean, you might be a robot, but I think in spite of your possible uh, synthetic nature, you have still proven to me somewhat uh, in, my, in my personal court that you are sentient. You are certainly sapient if you're wearing clothes and speaking and drinking alcohol. But I think you've proven that you are worth the respect of a, of a being. Not a human being. A being. I mean, you, you're probably human. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm stuck in that sci-fi thing. Well, it looks like you are. It looks like I'm propelling you backward with my strange uh, atavisms. And I'm go so I'll, I'll uh, bid you, hopefully not a Jew, hopefully... Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll see you next week. Hopefully you'll come back. Um, and if there's a, a ghost floating around your head, accompanying your every step, I'll see that ghost next week for certain. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs>